0: Hey y'all, this is Marnie Clark. Welcome to the Beacon People podcast. We hope to guide, connect, and launch people into higher purpose living. Currently, we're doing a series called Conversations with Purpose Seekers. Today on our episode, we are so thrilled to welcome our friend Jennifer Phillips. You may already know Jennifer because she's an author. She wrote Bringing Lucy Home and Hope When It's Hard, and she co-authored Unhitching from the Crazy Train, Finding Rest in a World You Can't Control, with Julie Sparkman. She's recently joined Julie Sparkman at Restore Ministries as a counselor. Jennifer also went through Beacon People's Pathfinder program. It is based on a curriculum written by Anna Nash called Pathfinder, A Journey Towards Purpose. In this eight-week study, you can connect with God in new ways as you discover His purpose for you in the world and in your community. Let's jump right in. One thing that I love about your story, Jennifer, and I know you can uh, tell us a little bit about it in just a second, is just we really emphasize during Pathfinder that you're not going after one thing that we weren't created for Mm -hmm. just, for just one thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it's really about God's story and us being in God's story. And I just think you have, you have so many fascinating things that you've done in your life and um, just such a display of that. So I'll just, I'll let you go ahead and um, tell us a little bit about, your whole lie. How about that?
1: <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure.
0: I was born July second. No, <laughs>
1: no. um, yeah. You know, it's funny when I um, when I think about my story. You know, particularly how it relates to calling and purpose and uh-huh. even a career. Um, I remember sitting in my dorm room, my senior year of college, and talking to my dad on the phone, and I was having one of probably a thousand conversations Mm. for the past four years about what I was going to do with my life. And I was so terrified that I was going to choose the wrong career, you know, that I literally could not make could not make a decision and I remember my dad saying Jennifer you're experiencing the paralysis of analysis <laughs> which <laughs> I mean honestly if I was going to write a memoir that would probably be the title because
2: well, I, <laughs> I analyzed to
1: a fault you know and then I literally <laughs> cannot make a decision but um what's ironic about me stressing about trying to find the thing that I would do for the rest of my life is that God's path for me ended up not being one thing but lots of things and yeah. I, you know, I can see now how they all tie together, but I don't think I was ever going to be one of those people who know that one thing they're called to do and then do it forever. Um, but you know, all that being said, I think the thing about me that ties together all the twists and turns of, you know, the past 21 years post-college is just that I've always been fascinated by people's stories. Mm. Um, I love to hear other people's stories. I love to tell my own stories, and my friends would say that I love to embellish stories. Which yes. I'm just going to go ahead and publicly say that I've been falsely accused. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> um, but you know, like growing up, my favorite books were biographies, and mm-hmm. I've just I've always loved learning about people, hearing about their perspectives and experiences, and just trying to understand, you know, why they do what they do. And I love to look at my own experiences and perspectives and try to understand, you know, why I do what I do. And I think yeah. just this love of people and their stories, that's what led me to major in psychology and at Stanford and minor in English. And mm-hmm. um, and you know, in all my angst and trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, I, I landed on being a counselor. That's what I decided kind of in college. Um my plan was to get my master's in social work right mm-hmm. after graduation, and I'd enrolled at Alabama to do that. But then my brilliant 22 year old self was <laughs> like, ah, nah, you know, yeah. I'm kind of tired of school. And yeah. I, I think I, I can just do that later. I'm going to take a break um looking back any 22 year olds that are listening to this podcast please for the love just go ahead and go to school <laughs> it is so much harder later <laughs> it is so much harder later uh, but
0: um Jennifer I can yes. so identify with that I can't believe that um well we we didn't really we weren't talking at that point but I did the exact same thing I enrolled really? yes I enrolled in Alabama um I think I did a semester and then I was like ah. Uh, don't have time for that. Yeah. I'm dating. I've got other things going on. So mm-hmm, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. Keep yep. going.
1: But, that brain just not fully developed. You know, we just made some decisions.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and there's something about it's like I feel like God is just constantly rerouting us. So no doubt, yeah, it all yeah. worked out better than it would have. That's right. You had kept yeah, going. That's right. Stuff. That's absolutely um, right. That's absolutely
1: right. Yeah. Um. But I ended up working, uh, I worked for a crisis pregnancy center Mm -hmm. for about four years and definitely getting to do a good bit of counseling, but also developing some other skills in um, just kind of crisis management and writing and fundraising and networking and Mm -hmm. um, loved that. And then started having kids and... um, kind of had one then two then three and and God called us overseas and Mm -hmm. we uh, moved to Australia at the beginning of 2011 and our kids were seven five and three at the time Mm -hmm. and we whenever we've been working with campus outreach and continue to do that over in Australia um and it's funny because I like even in the time when I had kids young kids at home in America and then Australia, I I really never stopped counseling because I was constantly having college students or um, staff, you know, mm-hmm. that I was mentoring constantly over on my couch at my house, you know, having, <laughs> engaging in kind of those deep heart conversations right. Um. And then, you know, we'd been in Australia uh, for about a year, I guess, when we decided to pursue something that had been on our hearts for a while and um, adopt a little girl from China. And yeah. that um, that process kind of, it, it caused a different turn in my story that I, I never would have anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some major complications immigration-wise when we were, Trying to bring her home, and this led yeah. to to me writing publicly. Yeah, I'd kind of I'd, I'd been blogging privately to like a, a group of fifty people, and then right. I ended up like writing publicly, sharing our story, wanting people to pray, and it just our story really resonated with people, and um, and really, you know, ignited something in me. Just I'd always loved to write, and mm-hmm. but never thought that I. I didn't anticipate doing anything with that. I just knew it was something I always love, love to do. Cause again, it's story, right? Right. Um, and so anyway, that led to me writing my first book, bringing Lucy home. Mm-hmm. Um, that led to writing a devotional book uh, for adoptive parents called 30 days of hope for adoptive parents, which has recently been re-released as hope when it's hard And Mm -hmm. then that led to a connection through Anna to Anna Nash, to Julie Sparkman, to co-author Unhitching from the Crazy Train, Finding (gasps) Rest in a World You Mm -hmm. Can't Control. Yeah. So, you know, I I did not have author in the cards for myself, um, (laughs) but that's kind of what ended up happening.
0: And well, it's just crazy such- when you say that, like you didn't have author in the car. It's, it's so neat how we have talents that are so obvious to other people once they're out there, but you never would mm-hmm. have thought about that because um, I remember following you on Facebook with that journey and going, oh my gosh, she is an amazing writer and I'm so glad oh. you didn't keep that to yourself. Um <laughs> Thank you. Forever. So that was really brave to go out there and and put it out there.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, brave is the word too, because any, any author, really any artist would tell Mm -hmm. you it is, it is such a vulnerable thing and scary thing to put yourself out there in the form of art, whether that's writing or music or, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: painting or whatever it is, because you're, you're giving something very vulnerable of yourself to the public, you know, for their, like they, they are going to do whatever they want with that in a sense. Um, and so it was scary and it was scary every time. I mean, every time I wrote an article and posted it terrified Mm -hmm. every time, Mm -hmm. like I had some, um, (laughs) I remember I had this one article that I did, um, ended up being on gospel coalition and Mm -hmm. in it, I, uh, I quoted Paul David Tripp
2: and I remember uh-huh. having
1: this like irrational fear that Paul Tripp was going to sue me because <laughs> I quoted him and all these people were
0: <laughs> reading it. Oh, but um, but that it was would just, be a, me. you know, I, like, yeah, of every scenario that could go wrong. <laughs> yeah. And he was probably thrilled you, you quoted him. So well, so, like, he probably has no idea. <laughs> but, <laughs> um. Me. Yeah, yeah.
1: But anyway, but yeah, it, it was a scary thing, but so. Um, so rewarding and just to Uh, see how um, how my story could either inspire others or you know give them courage or mm -hmm. help them look at things a different way you know from a biblical perspective and so you know I was so thankful for those opportunities I really never never would have seen coming right Um, so we ended up we we moved back to the states Um, I guess, end of 2017. So we were in Australia for a full seven years. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: um, I really, you know, I thought that I was just going to keep writing. That was kind of the plan to keep doing that. Right. But, you know, God kind of took that in a different path. And and it's really hard to explain this part of it because I think I'm still trying to figure it out myself. But I think for... (laughs) For that time period, you know, it was so hard transitioning back, um, you know, transitioning our whole family of six back to America. I had teenagers at that time and Mm -hmm. there was so there was so much I was dealing with emotionally and, you know, and so much they were dealing with and trying to help them kind of navigate those waters that, you know, like I said, writing, especially writing publicly takes so much out of you um, and there's so much you kind of have to fight through in that process. And I, I did not have it in yeah, me. yeah. Um, I didn't have the emotional capacity to kind of do that at that time. But I, I think that it's neat to see how God uses things to kind of shift us because mm-hmm. as he was shifting me away from writing so publicly, so consistently,
0: mm-hmm. he
1: was turning me back to my the original plan Of counseling which again what I've been doing informally for the last you know 20 years um he brought back me back to you know really calling me to do this more formally as a career Mm -hmm. and and it still lines up you know with that love of of story and and um love it because that's what counseling is is story work you know you're helping people kind of articulate their story and understand it and see it through God's perspective and kind of see these messages that we've told ourselves over the years that maybe are not quite true that we've been living out of. And mm-hmm. um, and so I, it's funny, it's really, really ironic because I was like, okay, all my kids are in school. So this is the perfect time to go back to school and get my master's <laughs> license. And and then you know, hello, the pandemic, and all my kids are home, and so <laughs> oh, I didn't think oh, about that. So
0: there's yeah. that timing,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's that's super funny, but um, oh. yeah. So I ended up finishing up my master's during a pandemic with all my my kids at home, and um, so how many so then,
0: computers going at one time? I mean, oh my I can gosh, just picture y'all so in many. your separate rooms, yeah, computers. <laughs> So
1: many. So it was just like I look back I feel, it is just a blur. I, don't, I really don't know how we pulled it off. But um but yeah, so I've been counseling um at uh just started at restore. I've been at uh, also at Impact Family Counseling. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, and and here I am. And it's funny because Julie Sparkman and I we just laugh. We're like, who <laughs> who would have thought, you know, back in gosh, was that 20 uh maybe 2014 when she and I first connected um uh-huh. through Anna Nash, like who would have thought that, you know, one day here we are co-workers together, counseling and
0: Wow. Um, So it's just, it's been a ride. It's been a a wild ride. Oh my goodness. Well, that is so encouraging. And, you know, that's one thing. I don't know if you remember this part about Pathfinder, but Anna talks so much about being on a treasure hunt, just being on a treasure hunt Mm -hmm. with God. And he just, he loves surprising us. And Mm -hmm. there's just being in the middle of that. um, You know, you talked about not having the, the emotional capacity to write publicly during that time of moving. And I can only imagine, like I don't even want to imagine what that would be like mm-hmm. to move mm-hmm. across the world, get used to it, move all the way back. Um, yeah. with kids who were, you said, what, three, five and
1: seven, seven the first time and then time. All of a sudden yeah. you've
0: got teenagers trying to move yeah. them back. Um mm-hmm. but but just seeing that he had a purpose in that, I mean, mm-hmm. that you instead of it feeling shamed or yeah upset that that you mm-hmm. couldn't do that anymore, he just he had another plan, so
1: love mm-hmm.
0: that, yeah, um, and it you know, it took me a while to
1: get there, I'll say and mm-hmm. and I really um. You know, I think I'll continue writing in the future. I'm I'm excited to see you know opportunities in the future. But uh, you know, it took a while for me just to be to be able to be okay with, um, like I think that God does call us to you know certain seasons of vulnerability, and and then it's okay also to keep some things to yourself. That when you when you don't have the you know, when it's going to be better for you and your family, you know, to, to not kind of step into that light at that time, but that's okay. That's okay too. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, just being, being all right with that. And I can truly say, I am, I am perfectly fine with that.
0: Well, that is so neat. And to me, that just speaks so much to the character of God, you know, that he is not pressuring us, um, that he has such good plans for us and he cares about our souls and what we're able to mm-hmm. do. Um, mm-hmm. so much kinder to us than what we are to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I don't know if, um, if, if there is a. I'm probably so many scriptures come to mind, um, during your story, but is there a, is there a verse that's really meant a lot to you as you've gone through all these different transitions? Um, verse or an Mm. inspirational quote or something you could share with with our audience who may be struggling in the in the in between yeah um
1: I don't know I mean it's hard to to pinpoint one I know you know um the passage in Jeremiah about being a tree like a tree planted Mm. by streams of water that does not you know, it doesn't fear when the heat comes, its leaves mm-hmm. are always green, it um, has no worries at a year of drought, it never fails to bear fruit, because the roots are deep. And then it, you know, goes on to say, but cursed is the man who trusts in himself, who depends on himself for his own strength. And mm-hmm. I think I've just seen that played out in my life at different times when I, because I, I can, you know, tend at times to be self-reliant, and just depend on my own gifting, my own strengths to kind of power through. And I've seen what the cumulative effect of that is over time mm-hmm. and i may be able to like wing it for a little while but you know in the long run like i'm gonna crash and burn and and also i miss out on just the joy of knowing that you're so dependent on the lord and the only reason you're able to do what you're doing is because you're dependent on him yeah. so i think i've seen both you know i've seen the times when i've I mean, I had a, a situation the other day, I was about to meet with a client and just feeling so desperate before the Lord beforehand of, of God, you, you know, I am trusting you to, to move here because I i have not sure where to go. Right. And then seeing him show up in such an amazing way in that counseling room. Mm-hmm. And when they left, it was one of those things where I was just in awe of, Oh my gosh. Like I just got to be witness to God doing something amazing that had nothing to do with my abilities or my competence and only because he has the power to move and change hearts. So Uh, it's just a good reminder to me of just how crucial it is to remain deeply, deeply rooted in, in his word and his truth and just
0: the, um, how badly it can go, you know, when I'm, yeah. when I'm not, uh, I love those verses and, you know, as, um, let's we'll see, Anna always says a Bible belt girl or, you know, mm-hmm. just having grandpa in the church. I, I don't know why I had never really discovered those verses in Jeremiah about yielding fruit, no matter what season, um, Mm-hmm. I never really discovered them until recently. And I literally wrote those on a note card and put them in my little office and read those. So I think that's so neat. I love that you referenced those um, yeah. such comfort yeah. when you're wanting, wanting to always feel like you're on the right track or produce free, but just knowing that mm-hmm. making ourselves vulnerable and, and yeah. just knowing how dependent we are, that is. Um, mm-hmm. That we have to be rooted mm-hmm. in his in his love mm-hmm. and in his strength. So, well, yeah, your story definitely. encourages encourages me so much. Thank you for taking the time. I know um, it is just there's such a mental health crisis right now. I mean we we've been in one for <laughs> probably forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then you layer yeah. COVID in there, and it's like, wow. I mean, just to have. Yeah to have this time with you I feel so privileged because I know that you were on the front lines um sitting with people who are hurting right now um yeah. well
1: I'm I'm thankful it worked out too I, I think I told you before that like the only reason I had this time blocked off today I was supposed to have jury duty today <laughs> and then and then it got canceled which like oh. Praise the Lord. So I had, I had um, this time. I'm like, I can do it now. This will work.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, before we go, I did want to mention, um, I know you had said to me before we started talking on air that this month is um, Adoption Awareness Month, the month of October. Yeah, so that's right. um, your book is being relaunched and now it is called Hope When It's Hard. Is that right? Mm hmm. That's right. Yeah, it was actually relaunched um,
1: in 2020. Gotcha. And, um, but yeah, I think I just wanted to especially highlight it, you know, this month and mm-hmm. hope when it's hard is written as a as a devotional to adoptive parents, just, just as a very raw and real picture of, um, you know, I think adoption is a beautiful thing, but it's also such a hard thing because it's, it's born out of brokenness and, and pain and trauma. And um, it can be a difficult thing, you know, for not for the kids, but also for the parents too. So I wrote it just as a kind of like a, I'm, I'm in this with you and highlighting some of the things that are hard, but also just always going back to the truth of the gospel, uh, being sufficient in, in the hardest of moments. So, and um, and I think, I mean, I've been told that it's also encouraging if even if you have no kids or you haven't adopted, mm-hmm. just that the truths, truths in the book hold. So, yeah. Um, yeah and if anybody's interested in just kind of learning more or hearing more about our families, our particular adoption story, um, bringing Lucy home kind of walks through that just crazy, crazy time we went through in, um, in trying to bring
0: her home. Oh, well, I, I would love to read that. And I'm glad you said that because since I haven't been through um, the adoption process, I guess it wasn't top of mind for me to check it out. But now that what you're saying is anything that's rooted in the gospel, I am I am in desperate need of. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and I, I think if there is ever a title that would resonate in this
1: last year and a half, it's hope when it's hard when because it's hard. we have all oh. we have all been through the hard in these last eighteen months. Absolutely. Well,
0: um, and I, I'm sure we can get that on Amazon. Where's the best place yeah. to pick, pick that up? Hope when it's yeah, hard. Amazon's great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Jennifer, thank you so much. I so appreciate you joining us and um, we will, we will certainly um, keep up. I know that your life holds many more exciting things that so we may need to talk, talk again soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I, I really appreciate you asking me and having me on. This has been fun. Oh, thank you so much for sharing.
2: My name is Anna Nash, I'm the director of Beacon People. Didn't you just love Jennifer Phillips' story? I think one of the things I love the most about her is all of the diversity of the things she's done in her life. She has just run after so many different things that God has called her to do when the doors have been open from missionary to blogger to author to now counselor, just the story is just so cool of her freedom to step into new and different things. I think so many times we feel like we got to find that one thing and that's what I love about Jennifer's story. In fact, speaking of story, I love that Jennifer loves the stories behind the lives of people that she gets to meet and hang out with in her ministry. That's a perfect segue um, to our next episode. I will be um, hosting that episode with Lindy Walker of Storytellers Live. If you've been around Beacon people very long, you will know that we have had major fun and friendship and connection with Storytellers Live here in Birmingham. And Lindy is going to come on the podcast next time to tell us all about her call and how God has used her gifts as a cheerleader for Storytellers Live. Thank y'all for joining us. Make sure and subscribe so that you get notifications when we post new episodes. And don't forget to reach out if you have any questions or ideas about the podcast at info at Have a great day.